Country music. I love country music. Country music. Country music. The future of country music's looking good. I love it. Country confidential. It seems to me that Christmas music uh, is kind of like country songs. They like to tell a story. Country confidential. If you're not in the Christmas spirit yet, you definitely will be by the end of this episode. Christmas songs have almost become like a rite of passage in country music. In this episode, I sat down with Josh Turner, the guys of Everett, Mitchell Tenpenny, Jordan Rowe, and Raleigh Keegan to chat a little bit about their holiday traditions and why they think that country music makes Christmas extra special. Guys, you know me. I want all the secrets and untold stories behind some of these holiday traditions and Christmas songs from these country music artists. I'm your host, Backstage Bobby, and this is Country Confidential, Country Christmas. I'm absolutely positive that you'll recognize the voice of our next guest. Country music icon Josh Turner has been making hits in the genre for nearly two decades. His Christmas album, King Sized Manger, has been on repeat in my house since it came out in October. For me, some of my fondest Christmas memories involved my loved ones, so I asked Josh a little bit about his. For me, you know, it was just, uh, it was a time to be spending with family. Um, for me, you know, Christmas Eve, we always went to my, my daddy's parents' house and, and did Christmas with his side of the family. And then Christmas morning, obviously, we, we spent that at home which was always fun, and then uh, then we would go to my mama's parents' house right down the road, and we would eat with them, and then we would do presents and everything with them. So, And then by the time that was all over, we would uh, come home and play with everything that, you know, we had gotten. So it was, uh, it was a fun time. It was something you look forward to um, every year, and you always hated it when it, when it was over. <laughs> like Josh, family has always been a part of my holidays. One of my favorite family traditions is the big party that we have at my parents' house on Christmas Eve with lots of laughs and, of course, some delicious food. But I was curious to know what traditions Josh shared with his family. We just try to to take time away from work and and just really just kind of focus on each other and, and just doing fun things when... We started having children. We were we were really adamant about staying home on Christmas morning or Christmas Day. Up until that point, we had alternated between South Carolina and Georgia every year, and so having children allowed us to stay home. So it was a good thing. Um, but uh, we've kind of started to, you know, we have our list of favorite Christmas movies that we try to cram in before Christmas Day comes, and. Uh, we, we go out and we see the lights. We always try to make sure we get a, a family picture with Santa. And, and then, uh, you know, Christmas Eve, we've we, here lately, we've been going to, you know, spending that with my brother, you know, and his family. And, and then we come home and we open one gift uh, Christmas Eve night. And then we kind of sit down and just read, you know, the, the Christmas story from the Bible and and just kind of refocus, you know, on on what the Christmas is really all about. So. I love that upholding traditions are so important to Josh. But of course, I had to ask him how music has specifically played a role in those traditions throughout the years. It kind of sets the tone, you know. For me, growing up, country music was kind of the soundtrack of my life in general, you know, and everything that I saw around me, the people that I grew up around, the kind of lifestyle we had. And that's really a, a big part of why I wanted to be a country artist was because I wanted to be able to tell some of those stories and be able to, um, 
you know, just kind of live that, that out. And so the same can be said for Christmas, you know, Christmas, um, you know, for me, really the first Christmas album that I kind of latched onto was Randy Travis's first uh, album, uh, first Christmas album and old time Christmas. And that was always kind of the soundtrack for our Christmases around home was, you know, when my mama bought that, you know, she would have it on a CD player there in the kitchen and she'd be cooking and we'd be wrapping presents and just doing whatever. And, um, and so those songs really kind of became a part of, you know, that whole atmosphere there in our, in our home. And that's kind of carried on through today. And, you know, a lot of those country Christmas songs and albums, you know, from my upbringing, you know, still um, are near and dear to me. I couldn't agree more. Music never fails to get me into the Christmas spirit. And as we all know, country music isn't lacking in the Christmas music department. But what is it about country music that makes our favorite Christmas tunes so special? We've always done things, you know, a little simpler uh, and, you know, a little different than, you know, the city folks. And, <laughs> and so, um, you know, we, we kind of come at it from a different perspective. And so, um, you know, you're not going to hear horns and, you know, strings on every song and, and all that and all the jazzy chords and everything. You will hear it. But, uh, you know, the real country Christmas songs are just really kind of stripped down and simple, just like country music is to all the other music. Um, you know, it's just uh, it's just simplified and it kind of cuts through to the heart of whatever emotion you're trying to capture. Josh's new Christmas album, King Size Manger, has such a great mix of Christmas songs, both old and new. Definitely an album, like I said, I've had on repeat this holiday and for holidays to come. But I wanted to know what traditions inspired Josh for this new album. I have to give some credit to my producer, Kenny Greenberg, because honestly, I had kind of subconsciously fooled myself into thinking that I was just going to do part two of Randy Travis's An Old Time Christmas because I had, you know, that, like I say, that's, that album was such a part of my life that uh, I hadn't really thought about what a Josh Turner Christmas record would sound like until... I sat down and met with my producer, uh, Kenny Greenberg, and literally threw three hours worth of music at him, whether it was stuff that I had been writing, uh, my favorite standards, uh, covers from artists that I love, you know, just little work tape ideas that I had had on arrangements and this and that and the other. And literally, we reconvened a few weeks later, and he said, here's my list of favorites. And the list that he threw at me was so not what I had expected uh, him to throw at me, but I couldn't get mad because they were all my ideas. <laughs> and so um, I had to kind of take a step back and say, you know what? He really focused on things that came naturally for me and came from my heart, things that I didn't overanalyze, things that I didn't overthink. And, um, and so when I started looking at that list, I'm like, you know what? That would really make for a, a, a cool country Christmas record and there would be a lot of variety and it would just and and most all of the songs really kind of focused in on the true meaning of Christmas and that that part of it I love too. Josh's family is actually featured on his rendition of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Knowing how much of a family man that he is, I knew that had to be really special for him. That was a priority from the get-go. I just didn't know um 
how they would be featured on this record until I decided to put my favorite Christmas song on here, which is Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. And um, uh, another little backstory on that is that uh, my favorite musical performance in a movie of all time was Judy Garland's Somewhere Over the Rainbow and Wizard of Oz. Um, and so when I started digging into Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, because it, it had always been my favorite Christmas song, but I started to ask myself, why is that? And then I discovered that the original version of that was done by Judy Garland in a movie from like the 40s called Meet Me in St. Louis. And so, of course, I had to go watch the movie. And like I say, it just all started to make sense. And I was I figured, you know, if I'm going to put my favorite Christmas song on on this record, why not have my favorite people in the world join me on this on this song? And so that's what I did. How cool is that? I loved learning a little bit more about the stories behind these country holiday songs that we all love. But guys, I couldn't end the interview without asking one of my favorite questions. I asked Josh what he wanted from Santa this year. I'm going to give you something totally random, but uh, a bobblehead of Dwight D. Eisenhower. I'm a big Eisenhower fan, so uh, and his bobbleheads are hard to come by. Bandmates Brent Rupert and Anthony Olympia make up the duo Everett. The Kentucky natives who write all of their own songs and play their own instruments came out with their own rendition of the Christmas classic Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. Obviously, these guys love the holidays, but I wanted to know what it is about this time of the year that's so special for them. I would say definitely in the in the Olympia household, uh, it, it was probably probably the biggest holiday of the year. When I turned six, right before I turned seven, I moved over to Germany, my mom and stepdad and my brother and I and my younger sister moved over there. So like Christmas was usually when we would fly back to the States and see my dad's side of the family. So it was like such a big to do. You get on an airplane and, you know, when you're a little kid, that's a big deal. You get on an airplane and fly back to Kentucky to Louisville. And like, I get to see everybody I hadn't seen in a while. So Christmas was the thing, you know what I mean? And you get gifts. So that didn't hurt. So I remember very vividly like the Christmas Eve night, just not being able to sleep. It was such a big deal. And we, uh, one of our traditions is we'd get up in the morning, open our gifts, and then we'd have uh, aunts and uncles and grandpa come over for a big old breakfast, which is my favorite meal, bacon, eggs, sausage, potatoes, all the above. Is it just me or do traditions always make the holidays just so much more fun? I wanted to know what some traditions Brett and Anthony still carry on today. It's a different season of life now, obviously. Uh, and we have a three-year-old and a six-week-old, and uh, so we're kind of in the, in the mode of, of creating, starting our own new traditions, and um, last Christmas was strange, I think, for everybody. Uh, it was definitely a unique <laughs> holiday, but at the same time, it forced us, you know, to, to be home. It was just me, my wife, and my three-year-old. Then he was two and a half, and like, it was our first Christmas, just us on Christmas Eve and Christmas morning. And I gotta be honest, like it was probably one of the best Christmases I've ever, I can remember, like seeing my little boy open up presents. And I remember him saying like, I want that in the, in the store or whatever, like I want that. And knowing the ones that he really, really, there was a Spider-Man bike. It was like a little bike with Spider-Man on it. And he was like, I want that so bad. And I could tell he was like, he had his eye on it. And we were like, no, we can't get that. You already have enough toys. And I went back later and got it, but like, I don't, I'm not exactly sure what the, if there was any tradition we're probably going to hold on to is drinking too much wine. <laughs>
I love that. I really could go on about the stories and funny moments from my Christmases growing up. The guys of Everett told me about some of their favorite stories from the holidays. One Christmas, one of the best gifts I ever got was like, it was a go-kart. And uh, and it was a go-kart that had this like plastic shell design. It looked like a race car, like a little small race car, but it was a, a little go-kart. And it was snowing this Christmas. And uh, I got it and my parents wouldn't let me drive it because it was there was snow outside. And I begged and begged and begged and begged and begged. Come on, come on, come on. So they finally let me drive it. And I'll never forget, I went down the driveway slid off the road and busted the whole side of it because I wrecked it. And so uh, it was not, it was, it was a good memory, but uh, that go-kart, it was damaged right off the bat. There is an accident involved in my story, but it, instead of a go-kart, it's, it was a rental van. Uh, we spent, uh, this is my wife and I pre children uh, of our own. We went up uh, to New York. Katie's younger sister was a, uh, was up there going to school, uh, going to law school up there. And um, so we all drove up there together and being cooped up in one vehicle with, with a bunch of in-laws is uh, not a good time to try to quit tobacco. <laughs> I had tried to quit. I got right the hell back on it. Um, pretty much like five miles in. But anyways, we got up to New York and um, being up there at Christmas, we've been up there like around Christmas time, but being there on Christmas Eve, Christmas day was like another level of like magical, you know, uh, the lights, the people, the air, the music everywhere. And, you know, being with family, it was really, really special. And I remember <laughs> for, for like Christmas Eve dinner, we didn't want to, nobody wanted to cook. Uh, her sister had just had a baby or I can't remember what exactly was going on, something like that. And like, so we went to a place that was known for their hot dogs. <laughs> so we had hot dogs for Christmas. And it was honestly, I mean, who doesn't love hot dogs? I'm, I don't care. It was, I had a great hot dog, but then like the next day or whenever it was, when we were driving back, we are all loaded up in this van, the in-laws and everybody and me and my 20 cans of dip ready to go. Um, the, somebody forgot whoever closed the, the back of the van did not close it all the way. And so we get down a busy, busy street in New York city. And it just decides to open up and all of our shit just goes late. Can I say that? Sorry. I cussed all of our stuff starts going out the back and we're all like, ah, and like, uh, we come running out there thinking, you know, everybody's going to be driving up, but all the cars stopped and people got out. Like, and you know, you, a lot of people here, like New York is kind of a rough place. People are rude. They're not nice. They're not friendly, but it's so not true. Like pe bystanders, people in cars around us, they all stopped, got out and helped us get all of our stuff back in there. Hey, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas to you. And we got back in there and it was like, well, that could have been disastrous, but instead it was a pretty sweet moment, you know? Between crashed go-karts and hot dogs, the guys and I had a lot of good laughs but I wanted to learn a little bit more about their love of Christmas music. So I asked the guys why they thought music was such an important part of the holidays. Music has such a, a power of nostalgia, you know, kind of like, you know, all your senses, but there's something about music. It employ it like starts tugging the strings on all of those senses that you remember the smell of Christmas. You remember, you know, the, the lights and it just from even like a sleigh bell ringing, you know, you're kind of like, you're there and it's, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. Like it really, it just, everything about Christmas is suddenly embodied and just the vibrations of air molecules that hit your ear. It's pretty, it's really amazing. I think music sets the mood. And, and many, if you watch a movie, um, you know, without music, the movie would be a little awkward, you know, certain <laughs> tunes come in and it, and it just sets the mood or whatever. And I think that's what Christmas music does for Christmas. It 
the music comes on and then that switch in your soul comes on it's it's christmas time man so i think that's what it does christmas really does have that power doesn't it here in chicago it plays in the city every year and it really sets the mood I think the holidays resonate with everybody in some way, and I love that artists get to portray that in their own style. We see that all the time in country music. So I asked Brent and Anthony to share their thoughts on why Christmas music goes so perfectly with country music. I don't know. I just feel like country music has a great history of like a family atmosphere. Um, We have our Grand Ole Opry debut coming up next weekend, which we're so excited about. And uh, we've been talking about that a lot and just the history of country music and the Grand Ole Opry. And it's, it just seems like even in the past, it looks like all the artists, it seemed like they were a big happy family a little bit. And we, we feel that today, like even at our level, there are a lot of artists that are uh, at the next level or two or three levels above us, or, you know, people are just getting started. There's just like a, a helping hand, it feels like. And, I think that plays into the Christmas spirit, in my opinion. It's very family, very uh, togetherness, and that's country music to me, man. It's this, you know, we're in a time now where you hear like stylistically, it's a little all over the place, but the beating heart of country music is still alive and well in Nashville for sure. That's a good point. You know, I, I mean, I wouldn't say that like other genres, there isn't a, a sense of community behind the curtain, you know, behind the scenes, but I would say almost like on the forefront of like the, the content that exists in a lot of country music. It, it's like, it's almost the push for the idea of like good, warm, snuggly community. You know, you, you know, I'll give you the shirt off my back. I love that the idea of country music community bleeds over into Christmas music, but I wanted to know a little bit more about their choice of the country cover rocking around the Christmas tree. We've been planning music together for way way too long uh about 15 years or something like that but um since doing the everything i think even before i get yeah since doing the everything every christmas if we were playing a show and we needed a christmas song that was the one and so like uh and the, the reason is because it's both of our favorite christmas anytime you know we're talking about christmas man that one song brenda lee just sounds so she's so amazing the rest of, she's just incredible artist and singer and woman so every christmas we would play that song if we were on the road and uh having played it so many times we already kind of knew like exactly how what the arrangement would be what the drum what everybody would do and then last christmas we had done a video for it in our friend's living room just you know kind of farting around and wanted to have a little something extra for christmas and so coming this year we were like what if we just do like a studio recording of it we already know how it goes we already know like how we make it our own it was it was really just automatic you know yeah i remember just we just got in there and just just went for it man you know they try to i, I think i would i remember we were trying to pay respect to the original version while also making it our own at the same time we did we did record this one uh ourselves i'm, I'm really proud of that too like you know I, I hate doing too i feel weird doing too much like a pat on the back or whatever but it feels pretty cool like you know something that brent and i i think it was just us all around right like everything yeah, uh, the recording too. the playing the mixing we didn't do the mastering you know which that's like voodoo magic i don't know how the hell that happens but like um, but yeah, it's cool to like to have a major label release that like we, you know, from top to bottom kind of conceived. <laughs> Christmas and the music of the season are so important to the guys of Everett. So I had to ask what their Christmas wishes were for this year. I would wish just peace on people, man. I feel like I know for me, 
the past uh, year or so has just been uh, a lot of unsure, un unknown what the future might might hold kind of thing. And um, just wish people to be present and peaceful. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much in the same boat there. Like what I, what I would wish for everybody else is kind of kind of what I wish for myself, too, is like, you know, you get a chance to be with as long as you can to be with those that you love and miss dearly as well as like the people that you kind of have to be around because of proximity that you can, you can find, you know, I feel like Christmas, it, you almost find a way to lay down your sticks and stones and, and your armor and kind of just go like, Hey, Merry Christmas. I love you. You know, Mitchell Tenpenny burst onto the country music scene in 2018 with his smash hit drunk me after writing hundreds of songs, including cuts for Granger Smith Mitchell has certainly made his mark on country music. This year, armed with songs that he wrote over the pandemic, M10 put out his first ever Christmas album, Naughty List. As a massive fan of Mitchell myself, I was excited to learn a little bit more about his favorite holiday memories. But in typical Backstage Bobby fashion, I had to kick off our interview with a fun question. So I asked Mitchell if he could be trapped in any holiday movie, which one would it be? Uh, Elf. For sure, just because of Will Ferrell, man, I'm a massive Will Ferrell fan, and um, I, I and and the beginning being a cartoon, like I, I kind of love that too. Like I don't know why, like, it reminds me of all the old Christmas movies. So Elf, 100 for me. Great minds really think alike. We shared a huge laugh chatting about our favorite Christmas classic, Elf, but then we got talking a little bit more about why the holidays are so important and what it's really all about: food and family. So I asked Mitchell if he could be a holiday food, which one would he be? Pumpkin pie, for sure. Pumpkin pie. I uh, I mean, it's just my favorite. But describing me, I, I feel like, I don't know, I, I feel like I'm warm. I feel like I'm warm and uh, I don't know, <laughs> warm and, uh, and uh, luscious. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I, I love pumpkin pie. It's always been my favorite. It just, I don't know, it reminds me of obviously fall and Thanksgiving, but also the Christmas right around the corner to me, it just makes me, it's, it gives me a peace of mind when I see pumpkins and pumpkin pie. I know that sounds so weird, but it's the truth. I couldn't agree more with Mitchell. Pumpkin pie, especially my grandmommies, is always a hit. But when an artist chooses to release a Christmas album, it's usually inspired by some memories that they've had around the holidays with loved ones. So I asked Mitchell what some of his favorite holiday memories were growing up. Definitely my guitar, my my first real guitar that my my dad and mom like put payments down to get me. Um, it was one of those Christmas story type things. Where, like at the end of opening gifts, me and my brother, and my dad was like, "You get everything you wanted." I was like, "Yeah, dad, I did. This is amazing." And he goes, "You're lying to me. I could tell it." I was like, "I'm not lying." Because I could tell, go, under, go check under my bed. And I went there and pulled out that Gibson guitar. And, uh, it's my most treasured item uh, by far. And, you know, I would just, you know, want to come home from school every day just to open it and look at it. And, you know, I still have it to this day. That's definitely my favorite Christmas story for sure. Wow, y'all. I don't know about you, but I got chills listening to Mitchell tell that story. I love how a Christmas gift truly helped spark his love of music. But I wanted to know a little bit more about his family's Christmas traditions. I mean, honestly, it's just get together and eat. <laughs> there's not much. That's 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 the tradition. Uh, we don't have. I mean, we like to play games and stuff, but there's not like one single one we do. We just we're all about family and getting family together. We always have been. So our tradition is we all just get together and we enjoy and we have fun, watch some football and just pig out. Music really carries so many of us through life experiences. I know for me, I can connect it to some of my favorite memories. 
For Mitchell, putting out his first Christmas album told me that he has a huge spot in his heart for holiday music. He shared with me a little bit more about why music is such a big part of this time of the year. The same reason it's an important part of everyday life. I think it's, uh, you know, the background noise to, to what we do and how we live. And, um, you know, when, when it starts getting colder, there's a mood. There's songs for that mood. When it starts snowing, there's songs for that mood. Um, I mean, music, music is a mood, and that's what it is. And I think seasons change just like songs do. And I think we always, you know, there's always a song for whatever scenario we have in life. Uh, and that's the magic of music. And I think, uh, you know, the world runs on it. And that's obviously why we have holiday music. I love that Mitchell says that music can be the background to our lives. But y'all know me, I had to dive a little bit deeper and get his thoughts on why Christmas music seems to be even better when it's country music. Because of the storytelling, personally, I think uh, that's kind of what country music always lends itself in. You know, sound changes, timbres change, technology, but country music has always been about lyrics and stories. And uh, it seems to me that Christmas music uh, is kind of like country songs. They like to tell a story. And I think that's something that's very consistent with the country fans and country market. Mitchell's new Christmas album, Naughty List, is a great collection of holiday classics and originals. So I wanted to know why these songs. And guys, why would he call the album Naughty List? I just, you know, I wanted some sexy Christmas songs. Most of them are, you know, pretty, uh, pretty PG. So I want to make it PG-13. I, I uh, you know, I just, I just want to have fun with it. It's fun. We, we made some, you know, some songs that, you know, are about some real life things when you're, you know, 21 to 35 years old and, uh, what you're dealing with, with relationships and meeting the parents for the first times and and just, you know, things like that. Young love. And uh, I wanted to give a record for, you know, a lot of a lot of younger people don't like Christmas music sometimes. So I wanted to give them something that maybe uh, can, you know, ease them into the Christmas music because I, I love Christmas music. Mitchell and I had a good chuckle. Nothing like a sexy Christmas. Mitchell's personality and energy really shine through this entire holiday album. But Mitchell and fellow country music artist and new fiance, Megan Patrick, also have a song together on the album called I Hope It Snows. Mitchell shared with me a little bit why it was so important and special to work with his fiance and how they blended their holiday traditions into one song. Honestly, we were just we were sitting upstairs and uh, we knew we wanted to do a song together, but we got down to like, oh, we needed to have one done by tomorrow because we were going in the studio. And like, we had just, you know, lost track of time and got busy. And, you know, we just started talking and I was like telling her about, you know, how we obviously, and she's been, we don't get a lot of snow and she's from Canada. So they do. And I, I started, you know, thinking about the first time I went up there and met her parents and we were just kind of reliving those moments. And then that, the, you know, going up North where I hope it snows just kind of came from that conversation and, you know, coming home and meeting the parents for the first time and going up there and then, and then to top it all off, well, that's an amazing thing. When you meet the parents for the first time, that means it's getting real. And then to top it off, you know, the, the icing on top, if you will, is the snow falling. And and I don't know. To me, it just felt all encompassing. It's like it's like after after a magical t- uh, you know time meeting the parents. Here we go. We're gonna go outside and watch them snowfall. And I don't know. It's just one of those songs that just felt good and felt easy to sing. And and I love hearing her voice start it off. She's she's amazing. So it's just one of those cool things to do together. Jordan Rowe's love of music and his dream to become a successful country singer-songwriter began when he was just a kid in the small town of Adel, Georgia. He grew up listening to artists like Joe Diffie, Alan Jackson, and Luke Bryan, all which have played a major role in how he's crafted his own sound. 
These influences helped Jordan piece together his own country Christmas original, Hometown Christmas. The song is all about being home for Christmas, so I had to ask Jordan about some of his holiday traditions growing up. Obviously, opening presents on Christmas morning, uh, but that was fun. Uh, we always went to my grandma's house. Uh, she lives right down the road from me, like a mile and a half down a little dirt road, and pretty much all my family lives right there. So we would always do Christmas Eve at her house, and uh, we would have a, a big meal there. And then on on Christmas morning, uh, she, her and my grandpa, they would ride around to my uncle's house and see his kids' presents, and then they'd come to my house, and we'd do that. And then at lunch, we would all go to my great grandma's house and she lived a few miles away in this tiny little home and uh, and she had five kids. So with them and all their people, we would have like between 40 and 50 people in this tiny little house for Christmas lunch. And uh, and it was so fun. And we, you know, all the kids, we'd go play football in the backyard. And that was some of the best memories growing up was when we still had that huge Christmas lunch at her house. We would do our stockings, you know, my, so I'm an only child. And so my mom and dad and I, we would kind of give each other one present, um, on Christmas Eve. And then we would do our stockings together, you know, the next day. Um, we never did a live tree. My mom hated the mess. I kind of wanted to do a live tree, but we would always decorate our trees together, you know, and, and all that stuff. And we would always go hunting together, you know, as a family, we would always go, um, you know, eat, eat lunch at my grandma's house. And like I say, and then pretty much all the guys we'd go out and hunt that afternoon. And then we'd eat leftovers that, that night. So that's how my family, when they cook for Thanksgiving, Christmas or anything, they cook so much food and that that's our meal for like the next three days. You know, we're just eating leftovers. So we eat Thanksgiving meal about, you know, four or five times. I probably gained five pounds this week. (laughs) Jordan's family sounds a lot like mine. 40 people jammed into one room all around the table. For me, it isn't the holidays without my Aunt Dee bringing something delicious and drool-worthy. Hint, hint, her lasagna. But I wanted to know what holiday dish brings back memories for Jordan. Oh, yeah, hot chicken salad. And uh, so it's like, it's kind of like dressing. And we we always have it at Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Easter. But it's, uh, it's a little better than dressing, in my opinion. But that was like our full thing. You know, our little family's secret there. I might have to crash Jordan's family table because hot chicken salad sounds right up my alley. But beyond family traditions, Jordan shared his take on why music is such an important part of the holidays. It takes people back, um, you know, to their childhood and, and to their their fondest memories of Christmas. You know, um, like that Kenny Chesney song, I Go Back, or, uh, or kind of like Springsteen by Eric Church. Um, you know, that happens with Christmas songs, too. And, you know, when I hear Christmas music, I always just feel like a kid again, you know, and uh, it takes you right back. Ain't that the truth? The Christmas song that really does it for me is Let It Be Christmas by Alan Jackson. My unky would play it on repeat, and now it's our own little family tradition. Let It Be Christmas is my favorite holiday tune, but I wanted to know, what was Jordan's? Gosh, I love a lot of them. Uh, Only Want You for Christmas by Alan Jackson. That's a fun one. Um, And then, uh, you know, I've always loved, yeah, Mary Did You Know Um, and uh, A Beautiful Star of Bethlehem. That's a good one. We used to play that one in church all the time. Music really is such an important part of the holiday season. As we know, people make whole albums dedicated to Christmas. 
I wanted to know how Jordan's new holiday song, Hometown Christmas, reflected his holiday traditions. Yeah, so that song, you know, the first time I heard it, I was like, gosh, this is my hometown because the, you know, the first verse talks about angels hanging on streetlights. And in my hometown, you know, that's what the streetlight decorations are. They're angels. And then also in that verse, it talks about Santa Claus uh, riding engine 35. And in my hometown, every year at the Christmas parade, Santa Claus gets on the Christmas, uh, gets on a fire truck and rides around the Christmas parade. And, uh, and my dad, he's a police officer down there. So like, growing up, he a lot of times would either escort Santa Claus to the truck or drive him around. So I got, I've actually got a picture. I've got to find it somewhere um, of me sitting up there on the fire truck with Santa Claus. So it was like everything in the song, you know, was just right at, right at ADL, Georgia. So I just related to it so much. I said, I got to do this. For me, the past two Christmases have been less than ideal. With what's been happening around the world with COVID, it's just hard to stay positive, even around the holidays. So I was curious to know why Jordan chose Christmas of 2021 to release his new song. You know, we put out a lot of music in August, and then I've got uh, some more music coming next year that we're planning out. Uh, But I wanted to kind of keep some, you know, something happening. And so that was a good way to kind of fill the void. Um, And also, you know, and we really weren't planning on it. It was kind of a spur of the moment thing. Uh, when I heard that song and, and we thought, hey, let's put out a Christmas song to kind of, you know, keep the ball rolling there. And it's so it's so perfect to to my hometown and relatable. I just knew it was a great fit. You know, I can truly relate to Jordan when it comes to loving hometown traditions. Speaking of traditions, I couldn't go without asking what was on Jordan's wish list from Santa this year. <laughs> so I, not a whole lot. I've noticed the older I get, the more expensive the, the Christmas presents get. <laughs> so, uh, no, I think I asked for a bow case or, or to, to pick one, either either a bow case. I need a hard case that I can fly on an airplane with for my bow. Um, and I've got a turkey I need to get mounted. I got the county record turkey a couple years ago and I need to get him mounted. So that's on top of my list. Country music crooner Raleigh Keegan grew up just outside of Cincinnati, Ohio. He had a knack for music, learning how to play both piano and trombone at a young age. Lucky for us, he hasn't stopped making music since. He got a lot of his early inspiration from Zach Brown Band's album, Uncaged, which put him on the path to country music. This year, he released his first ever Christmas song, Blue Christmas. Christmas is a season that has grown on me. When I was younger, I didn't love, uh, I, I was always annoyed after Thanksgiving or like before Thanksgiving when you heard Christmas music. But now, like, I think my wife has turned me into some form of elf because I love, I love Christmas now and I used to not. And so I'm, I'm ready for it. Just like Raleigh, I'm an elf too. I love that I get to spend time with my family around holiday food, decorating, and of course, music. But I asked Raleigh what some of his traditions are. So they, have, they evolved, but like every year, my family, which is a huge family, we, I've got 11 aunts and uncles and like 50, 60 cousins, something. I, literally, there's so many babies, I don't know their names. And they're like directly related to me. <laughs> so that's bad. But <laughs> um, we would all get together at my grandpa's house and we would do um, Christmas gifts where you would, what's the thing called where you steal it from the next person? Like, like white some, elephant. one person, white elephant, white elephant. 
and I always got the worst gifts. One year I got a shake weight anyways, but um, no, no. And then it, and it kind of evolved over the years because I started playing piano and then at Christmas time now, they always make me do sing along. So we sing like Christmas carols and I play one big one that my family loves is like, Mary, did you know? <laughs> and my friend, I am not a huge fan of that one for whatever reason, but they love it. And they just scream, Mary, did you know at the top of their lungs, which is weird. I am so jealous of people like Raleigh who can just sit by the piano and play a song so easily. And I also love that Raleigh's family can make so many memories around music. But I wanted to know if he had a particular holiday memory that stood out from the rest. There's a couple. One was when we got two cats and I was very little. And uh, we named them Ollie and Guinevere. Guinevere. Well, I don't know. Uh, and then I changed one of their names to Kitty Kitty Bang Bang. And I loved that name. That's one of my favorite Christmases. And then um, I would say the year that my, 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 uh, my brother, every year, one of the Christmas traditions that we have was my dad dresses up as Santa Claus. And, and in front of all our cousins, he, which is like 50 people, he acts like he's Santa and they all believe him because they're little. And so the, one of the funniest things was when my brother was super little and sat on my dad's lap and then pulled his beard down and said, your dad, not Santa, you know? <laughs> which is great. I don't know about y'all, but Raleigh's memory reminds me of that scene from Elf, the one where Buddy's sitting on his lap and pulls down his beard and says, you're not Santa, you smell like beef and cheese. <laughs> Raleigh and I had a massive laugh around that. But I wanted to get back to the music. So I had to know, what was Raleigh's favorite Christmas song? Oh gosh, that's hard. Um, part of me wants to say joy to the world because I love singing that at church when they do like uh, like trumpets and like all, all the, the big old deal uh, out of it. I love that. Um, I love Blue Christmas. That's why I did that one. I mean, I love Elvis Presley. I love, um, I love that song. And I, I think the version is really cool. I'm excited for your, for people to hear it. What I do love is the Grinch one. Like the, the where that dude's talking in that low voice. Really into that. I like listen to that all the time. Clearly, Raleigh loves Christmas. But I wanted to know why he thought holiday music was such an important part of the holidays. I think because you attach memories to music. And it's, uh, it's funny how you can listen to a song that maybe was... The soundtrack of your life. For example, there's a uh, there's a Zach Brown band record that brings me right back to 2012, like exactly there. There's a John Mayer record that brings me back straight to 2008, and it's it's in your mind. And I think it's it's a very powerful thing, isn't it? I shared with Raleigh that I really feel that country music adds so much more to the power of Christmas music. So he shared with me his thoughts on what he believes country music brings to the world of holiday tunes. At least in the fan base that I have, um, a lot of people are really family oriented. So I think that they find those memories in Christmas songs, um, specifically like I keep mentioning my wife, but um, she, her and her family are like literal elves from the North Pole. And, and you know, they love country music and there's something about um, combining those two that I think just connects with people. Country Christmas music will always connect me to some of my favorite memories. Raleigh released his first ever Christmas song this year, and he may have gotten a little inspiration from someone you've heard before. 
Christmas time and Christmas music, like over the years has like really grown on me. And so I've never done a Christmas song and every year I, I can't tell you how many messages like DMS in my inbox that are like, Hey, when are you releasing a Christmas album or when are you releasing a Christmas song or, or whatever? And um, this year I finally was like, okay, I'm going to do one, but I'm going to do it kind of my way. And um, I thought Elvis was like perfect because um, pe people think like I'm related to him or something, number one. And number two, um, I like his vocal styling on that song. And I think I'm really excited because I think it like, I'm, I'm kind of in that vein when it comes to um, that song. So yeah, it, it was an it was an obvious choice for me because I'm an Elvis fan. Well, guys, if you're not in the holiday spirit yet, I highly recommend that you go check out all of the amazing holiday music that my guests have put out this year. For me, country music has always been so special, but it's really special this time of the year. Being with friends and loved ones, sharing delicious food, laughing a lot, giving gifts to those you love, it just is all so much better with country music. From me and my family at All Country News, I wish you a happy holidays full of love, laughter, and country music. Once again, my name is Bobby Dixon, and I am the founder of Backstage Bobby, a country music news outlet that highlights Chicago's country music scene. Follow me on Instagram at Backstage Bobby. And be sure to subscribe to the Country Confidential podcast to hear more insider info directly from all of your favorite country music artists. Country Confidential. The All Country News Country Confidential podcast is produced by me, Ashley Kim. I also executive produce alongside my team at Horseshoe Media. You can submit your artist, organization, or event to us at allcountrynews.com for a chance to be featured. If you love this episode, please rate and review our podcast wherever you're listening. And a huge shout out to our friends from Restless Road who recorded our amazing theme music for this podcast. All Country News. For more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at All Country News. Visit us at allcountrynews.com to join our birthday club and subscribe to our weekly industry newsletter. Check out a new episode of Country Confidential every month right here. All Country News.